Welcome to the show, Infertility Tribe, with your host, Alexandra Eva May. There is no reason you need to be suffering through infertility by yourself. There's a tribe of us out there. Let's come together. I'm going to be sharing my journey through the whole infertility experience to hopefully give you some emotional support and fertility tips along the way. Hey squad, it has been a while since I have gotten on here and recorded an episode. I'm so sorry I've been gone for a while. Since I've put out an episode, the world's really shifted. Um, we, If you're anything like me, you're at home now. You're working from home. You are staying inside. You're isolating. You're social distancing. That has kind of been my life the last few weeks and probably everybody's life the last few weeks. Things are crazy. Things are different. And when this all was happening... Uh, with COVID-19 and all the measures being taken to keep everyone healthy and safe, I don't know, I kind of just shut down lots of things. Um, And this, unfortunately, this podcast was one of them. It felt a bit strange to me to keep talking about infertility right now when people were losing their life and were getting sick from this. And I just kind of had to take a beat, I guess. And so, yeah, I did. And I, I don't know, I kind of this week have felt sort of compelled to put out an episode Uh, I know that the world hasn't stopped turning. I know that there's, you know, things are still going on, even though we're in our homes. I know that there's women and men around the world that are dealing with infertility, even though everything's shut down, we're still dealing with it. So yeah, I, you know, things haven't stopped. And I thought it would be important to put on an episode. I'm finally kind of getting back to that. I was in a place of feeling really worried and anxious about the whole situation. Um, I'm also a teacher, so I've had to be working at home and getting all of my teaching stuff ready to go online to deliver to students. And that took quite a bit of work and that was taking up a lot of my time and focus and worry and anxiety. So I've got my head wrapped around that and yeah, I'm feeling kind of a little bit back to myself. I've been feeling a little bit not like myself. So yeah, here I am with another episode. Um, and the reason I'm coming out with this one today is because my diagnosis of PCOS happened just kind of before this whole COVID-19 um, illness took over Canada. I That's where I live in Canada and before it took over America. So uh, this was right before things started shutting down and it's very recent in my life. Uh, and so, yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about it on this episode uh, and that's why I named it what it is, because PCOS is in the house today. <laughs> that's it's so dumb. Um, but the house is my ovaries and my body. So uh, in this episode today, I kind of want to go through what PCOS is, um, what are some symptoms, some kind of misconceptions about it, understanding it further, um, things you can do if you have symptoms and how to get diagnosed and what you need, what will happen to get that diagnosis. Um, And then what you can do after being diagnosed to stay healthy, Uh, things that measures you can take to help your body. So yeah, that's kind of what this episode's about. So first of all, PCOS, it is a very common uh, disease. Actually, before I get into that, PCOS stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome. And like I mentioned, it's a very common disease. Um, but the thing with PCOS, it remain, it usually remains undiagnosed and unmanaged in most people who have it. 
So it may affect roughly one in 12 women, but of those who have it, only about seven and, or sorry, um, only about three in 10 actually get diagnosed and about seven in 10 may go undiagnosed. So I was one of those seven in 10 women. I have, I believe had this since I started ovulating, um, which was like 15 and I didn't get diagnosed till I was 34. So it's been almost 15 years of having like a serious medical condition, a disease and not being diagnosed. And that's be my belief. Sometimes I think when we bring up issues about our cycle and things like that with doctors that maybe don't take it seriously, sometimes they don't. And they just say, oh, take birth control to help. And there's also women that have irregular cycles that um, it's not PCOS and they take birth control and everything's fine. Um, but I I didn't just have irregular cycles. I have, I have lots of other symptoms and I'll get into that. Um, but I never really had a doctor that asked me further than my um, irregular periods about symptoms that I might have. So I never really made the connection this is what what it could be. And it took quite a bit to actually get diagnosed. So first of all, if you are experiencing any of the symptoms I talk about in this episode, it does not mean you have PCOS, but take note. Maybe you have quite a few of them and you're like me and you're not diagnosed and you have those irregular periods, you have infertility, and your doctors haven't really ever pushed to test for PCOS. Um, So if you are like me and you recognize yourself and what I'm about to talk about, it's time to have a chat with your doctor. Um, And the reason to get diagnosed is not just for fertility, and I'm going to get to that. So some of the symptoms that I have had that are related to PCOS, um, I have had acne, oily skin is a symptom. Um, that's because of the hormones. Um, PCOS, essentially it, your hormones are off. Um, and that's what causes all of your issues. Uh, so some women with PCOS have a higher level of testosterone, um, and other hormones, uh, there's issues with insulin and, and sugars. So one of the things that could happen was oily skin, acne. I've had that. Another thing you can get is excessive body hair. Uh, So I'm not going to say that I'm on like the end of the spectrum where I have like crazy amounts of excessive body hair because there are some women with PCOS that grow full beards and, you know, we live in a world where that's not accepted and I imagine that's really hard for them. I'm not at that end of the spectrum, but I definitely have like I have more hair on my arms. I have more hair just all over my body compared to friends. I have excess facial hair that I have to deal with. Like the, the amount of the thousands of dollars that I've spent on hair removal over the years is bonkers. And I believe it's because of PCOS. So I definitely have excess body hair. But with that, I also have thinning hair on my scalp. So that's another thing with PCOS that can happen. Um, My thinning hair comes in the form of like bald spots. So that's a lot of fun, but I get that. (laughs) Um, Also, irregular periods is a huge sign of PCOS because as I mentioned, PCOS is very much a hormone disorder. Uh, Your hormones are off. And if your hormones are off, then it's going to affect your cycle. Um, with that, you might also, PCOS is, if you have flow changes from heavy to light, so for example, maybe one period is really light, one period is really heavy, um, that can also be a sign of PCOS because again, it's a hormone imbalance. Uh, another thing that can happen is having painful periods. 
Uh, so PCOS is caused by immature follicles which grow on the ovaries and subsequently they cause an imbalance of hormones. And this hormone imbalance can make periods very painful and cause cramping and bloating. So I've actually noticed it in the last couple years that when I get my period, or not last couple years, like I would say the last year actually, it's kind of recent, but when I get my period, it is so painful. And, you know, we write that off in our society, oh, it's just PMS, ha ha ha. But like, it could be um, a, a sign that you have this. Uh, another thing is fatigue. Uh, so there's been studies done that suggest uh, sleep disturbances are more common in women with polycystic ovarian syndrome than in others. And it could be because of the hormone imbalance. It could also be, be because of insulin, insulin, I'm saying that funny, insulin levels, our insulin levels with PCOS are sometimes off. Um, and this can all cause fatigue because you can have sleep disturbances. So for me, it, it's been years. I don't often get a regular sleep um i have lots of nights it's really hard for me to fall asleep and then if i fall asleep i wake up like every hour every other hour and i kind of just thought that that's just oh that's just me or whatever but when you actually google insomnia insomnia is not just not being able to sleep um throughout the whole night insomnia is also categorized as not of waking up throughout the night consistently and if that happens three or four times a week for at least three weeks, you can be diagnosed with insomnia. And that's just like me to a T. And I was wondering, oh, am I being, am I over exaggerating my sleep? And I talked to my partner and he said, no, like you wake up all the time uh, throughout the night. So if you're a restless sleeper, that could be a symptom. Um, and lastly, what we were talking, what this whole podcast is about is infertility. So if you well, that's probably why you're listening to this podcast is because you are experiencing infertility. Um, that is a big, that can be a big symptom of PCOS. Uh, so those are kind of the symptoms and I looking, th- or not looking, but thinking about the list. Um, oh, and I forgot one, sorry. Another one um, is mood disorders. So things like depression, anxiety. If you've experienced that, that can also be a symptom of PCOS. Uh, so thinking about the list, like I have had all of them at some point, um, and lots of them I have now. So I just never kind of put the pieces together. I never kind of made the connection that these are all connected to this one thing. Okay, so um, I when I was seeing my primary doctor, and I started pushing because of the infertility thing. He started to run all sorts of tests and, um, you know, do blood work and ultrasound and everything in his mind was fine. And so I was like, okay. And this was just last year. And then when I went to see the fertility specialist, she told me that when she looked, she, she told me she wanted to do one of the ultrasounds he did over again. And she explained that because she's a specialist of the ovaries, she looks for different things than maybe a normal doctor might look for and so finally when she did the ultrasound she saw something he didn't see and she was able to like successfully diagnose me with uh pcos um so that was interesting to me too that it took this specialist to actually see it so the way i got diagnosed was first of all i had to get blood tests 
done. They had to check my levels for my hormone levels and my sugars. Um, they also had to perform an ultrasound of my ovaries and uterus. And I had both of these things done twice because like I mentioned, my first doctor didn't catch it and she redid it and she caught it. And then the third thing to get diagnosed is just thinking about the physical symptoms. So because I had this whole list of physical symptoms that I had, plus my blood work, plus my ultrasound, um, she was able to give me the diagnosis of PCOS. But she was mentioning that sometimes you don't need all three. It can be like two of the three. So if you have the blood work that falls under the category and the symptoms, you could be diagnosed or the ultrasound and the blood work, then you can be diagnosed. So it can just be two out of three. Okay, so um, it's important to note, though, PCOS is not simply just a disease of the ovaries. So PCOS is an endocrine and metabolic disorder that affects the body well beyond the ovaries. There is actually a group that's pushing to rename the disorder uh, because the term polycystic ovarian syndrome is almost misleading. It makes it sound like it's just a disease of the ovaries. Uh, and this group actually wants to name it metabolic reproductive syndrome, which is way more fitting uh, because it impacts a lot of your body. Uh, so um, cysts that are a big part of the name <laughs> are actually not even found in everybody with PCOS. They are a symptom of PCOS rather than a cause. Uh, so some women with PCOS don't even have cysts. And if you have cysts with PCOS, often it's not, they're not the painful cysts that rupture. Uh, they do impact hormones. Uh, they contribute to the imbalance, uh, but they're usually pretty harmless. So the name itself is kind of misleading. And uh, like I said, it's a lot more than just your ovaries. Um, and that's actually really important why you get diagnosed. Because uh, if you're not diagnosed and you're not being treated... Undiagnosed PCOS can lead to a wide variety of really serious health conditions. Uh, so it's been associated with type 2 diabetes. And that was a really huge wake-up call for me when I started doing research. Like, oh my God, I, if I don't manage this, I could develop diabetes one day. So I really have to do watch my sugar consumption. And the reason that you can develop diabetes is because PCOS impacts your insulin levels. Uh, PCOS is also associated with cardiovascular disease if you don't manage it. it. Unmanaged PCOS is related to obesity, sleep apnea, which is disrupted breathing in your sleep, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Um, I've mentioned depression, mood disorders, uh, and why we're all listening, infertility. So it impacts so much. It's quite a serious thing. And so if you're living your life without being diagnosed, you could it could lead to these more serious health conditions. So it's important that you get diagnosed just so that you... You're aware, your doctor's aware, and they can treat you accordingly. Um, now, why women get PCOS? It's kind of not understood. We don't know. We don't know if it's genetics. We don't know if it's behavior. We don't know if it's lifestyle, environment, if it's a combination of all of those things. Um, we really, we don't know. The science isn't there yet. We, the research isn't there. So at this point, it's kind of, you know, you're shooting in the dark. You're trying to figure out what caused it. I started going down the rabbit hole of wondering, um, my, actually another thing that PCOS can lead to is, um, cancer, um, endometrium cancer. 
I think that's the right word. Um, my aunt has that currently. My sister has PCOS. So for me, I feel like genetics probably play into why I have it. But there's other women who have it that nobody in their family has it. So it's hard to say what causes it. Uh, so if you are diagnosed with PCOS, uh, how can you treat it? Well, often doctors will prescribe birth control um, to try to regulate your hormones or other medicines to regulate your hormones. We are listening to an infertility podcast. Well, we're, we aren't, but you are, and I'm putting it out there. So obviously all of us, we don't want to be on birth control. So that's not really an option for us. Uh, but there's things that you can do in your lifestyle that are totally natural that you can be doing to help treat and manage your PCOS. So one thing that you should definitely look at if you are diagnosed is your diet. It's super important that you clean up your diet if you have PCOS. Sorry, I need water. Um, Well, if you have, I mean, in general, you should have a clean diet, especially if you're trying to get pregnant. But uh, PCOS, um, a big part of it, I've mentioned a little bit, is insulin. Your sugars are off. Your insulin levels aren't great necessarily. So the more sugar you eat, the worse that can get. Your body has a harder time breaking down sugar. So if you're looking at your diet, you need to start limiting processed sugars, uh, limiting car- complex carbohydrates, like the good stuff, like pizza chips. I'm sorry, it's not good for us. Um, you need to clean up your diet. Uh, number two, exercise. So funny thing about me, um, I've always been kind of active, but I haven't had a regular exercise schedule. Um, and I spent years and years and years with really irregular periods, like four or five months could go without a period. About a year and a half ago, I started to exercise a lot more regularly. Um, the, my partner, he's actually, he's a former professional athlete. So fitness to him is super important in, in his life. And he actually works out a ton. He works out like every day. So when I started exercising, when I started doing it regularly about a year and a half ago, it was really just, I had no idea I had PCOS. It was more to like get my butt in shape. And also cause he was doing it so much. And, um, I don't know, it just, he was doing it all the time. I thought it'd be a great way to get in shape and we could spend time together and you know the whole thing so I started going like three four sometimes five times a week and I was going every single week and like I mentioned like I'd always been active but it would be like okay I'll go twice this week and the next week not go or next week go once and the next week not go it was very irregular uh but I finally got into like a really regular exercise schedule and two months after starting that I now get a regular period now my period's not regular in the scope of like regular the relative regular scope um I don't get my period every 28 days but my range is now between 28 and like 39 days 39 days is long for most women but it's short for me someone who could go like four or five months without a period so like I'll take my 39 days (laughs) over four months and it is happening you know every 28 to 39 days I do get a period now and the only thing I changed at that point in my life was my exercise level so I really do attribute that to kind of helping regulate my cycle um impact my hormones i'm you know i don't really know how that all works but it helped me at least so definitely if you're not exercising get your butt moving um i was reading that the best types of exercise for pcos are things like running cycling swimming jogging aerobic type exercises some women say have said like hit workouts like those high intensity workouts aren't great for pcos i'm not sure that's completely accurate but that's just something i read But I did read a lot of studies that say aerobic type exercises are great. So make sure you're getting in your runs or your swims or your jogs. Um, Other things you can do is just behavioral changes. So 
Um, if you're one thing that was identified was smoking. So if you're a smoke smoker, you got to quit. Uh, smoking can not only, I mean, we know what smoking does to the body. It's really bad for the body, but it can really, really impact testosterone levels, other hormone levels. In addition to other things, it, it wreaks havoc if you have PCOS. So quit your smoking if you're smoking. Um, reduce alcohol consumption. So put down the wine glass. I mean, and this is coming from someone who loves her glasses of wine, but reduce. Um, alcohol is really bad for PCOS. In addition, alcohol, we know like wine, beer, alcohol, they've got lots of sugar. So that's also not so good with us. Uh, so yeah, do things like that. Try to get a good sleep in if you can, um, a regular bedtime. All those things can help to manage your PCOS. And as I mentioned, it's not just an ovary disease. It can create really serious health diseases, health conditions. And so it's really important to take care of yourself. And um, maybe in a later episode, I'll talk more into detail of like specific diets for PCOS because there are like there are nutritionalists and dietitians who've put out very particular lists for women with PCOS that are even trying to get pregnant. Um, But that's a whole other episode. And that's a little bit more than I out of my scope at this point. But there's definitely foods that are particularly good for PCOS. And maybe I will talk about that in a later episode. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe, like, review, comment, recommend the show to another infertility warrior going through the infertility journey. You can also find myself and the tribe on Instagram at infertility tribe. You can send me a direct message there. If you have a question you want me to answer on the show, or if you have a story you want me to share with the listeners as well, you can find me on my personal blog at www.thesplendidpath.com or on Instagram at thesplendidpath.com. Thank you.